0: Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Very pleased to bring in from SI.com. a highly respected, especially by me, Mark Wogenrich. Sir, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. Happy bye week. Yeah, happy bye week. Yes, (laughs) uh, uh, well, somebody said, what does bye week mean to you? I said, well, I stacked a quarter of wood last night. I got one more to go. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm tired. Uh, Mark, your thoughts on let, – let's start with the first 18 minutes. Hmm. If you're Jeff Brahm of Purdue, who's Iowa's next opponent, how badly are you aching to see that first 18 minutes? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Are you
1: thinking? I mean, we, we might catch these. Uh, uh, yeah, how, how does Jeff Brown of produce scout that game? Because how does he choose what is actually the reality of that football game? If, if that makes sense, it's, that first eighteen minutes you're going I, through it is like, and we are we can attack this team. You know, we can attack this defense the way Penn State is doing it, and then you look at the other thirty-two and say that's that is not how we want to play them. So. Absolutely. That, I, I don't know that I've seen a game um, change on a dime like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because, look, uh, to be honest with you, the Iowa defense, no offense, Mark, Penn State kind of did to them offensively what I thought they would do in the first 18 minutes. I mean, I, yeah, really, I well, was not yeah. surprised by what I was watching.
1: The one thing I thought going in is, I mean, you know, Going into that game on Friday, we had so much. Um, our storylines were, were defense, defense special teams, field position, kickers, punters, that sort of thing. And I thought this is going to be who, who is the edge offensively? Because ultimately, mm-hmm. that was going to be dictated if you were going to be able to play a clean offensive game that moved the ball and didn't commit any issues. And even Penn State, still with two turnovers, scored on its other three possessions and had the better offense. Have had the better offensive play calling. And overall I it was just was was moving better and moving at a at a better pace and I think um doing what it wanted to do more than what it Iowa did. And you know, like those first couple of series, Iowa seemed to give away plays on third down. Yeah. Uh, to me. I you know, threw a couple out of bounds, um Petras almost you know, they were almost give up plays in a sense because of the, the the pressure that Penn State's defense was was bringing. I don't think I don't think I'm alone. I, I know I'm not alone in thinking this, but that game continues at, as as it does with the help of Sean Clifford, and it doesn't. So I don't want to pick anything because I'm not. The, the, I don't want to be like that person. that, Well, if this you know if. If this play doesn't happen, everything else is going to happen exactly the same way after that, which is never the case. But I still think that game is a 14-point victory for Penn State if it continues on that same course.
0: So then after that happens, so that's 18 minutes down, still 42 to play. It felt like the next 42 minutes was played the way Kirk Ferentz was begging for it to be played Mm -hmm. because he has spent most of his career winning that way. Is that fair?
1: Oh, when you're yeah, absolutely. When Penn State's average starting field position I think on those 10 take one Oberson drives was the 16-yard line. And yeah. four, four five inside the 10?
0: Five inside the 10. Yeah. The, a- the average drive start yeah. in the second <clears throat> quarter was the 13. The average drive start no. in the fourth quarter was the 13. Yeah.
1: And then the last two, obviously at eight, you know, at the eight-yard line, the one at the two-yard right. line. That's what, it, yeah, absolutely. He played it. There was no more. I think there was no more indication that he was playing the game that he wanted to play. And the fact that with two minutes left, he had his, you know, instructor's quarterback to take knees, make Penn State burn their final timeout, and punt from the fifty, you know, from inside Penn State territory, from the fifty-yard right. line, with a three-point lead. They weren't up ten. They were not up two scores. I mean, Penn State. You know, with even with forty seconds left, you know, what if the what if what if what if what if the unthinkable happened, and uh, you know, a, a defender falls down, a receiver gets free, right. there's a pass interference, okay. there's you know, yep. you know, Take One completes a twenty five yarder with a defender falling down, and then he gets hit, and then all of a sudden you're at the fifty yard line, mm-hmm. you know. They were willing to, yeah, you know, he was still playing. I mean, that was kind of the quintessence of Kurt Farron's football right there, um, yep. that he had the belief, you know, absolutely, that his punter and his defense were going to do it.
0: Right. Uh, and, again, it, like that part fell into place because his punter, Taylor, Let's give him credit, he kept knocking that ball down inside the 10, which was phenomenal work by him. Conversely, nobody talks about the job Stout did. Stout could have at least yeah. driving the thing out. <laughs> I, mean, I give him credit for that. But Penn State yeah. couldn't get. But Penn State couldn't get first downs. And I've used this example a couple times. I want to know what you think of it, Mark. This kind of like is the essence in some ways of what happened. They start at the 25 after the field goal to make it 20 to 16. The first play is Noah Kane up the middle. gets seven, almost eight yards in the play. So you got about second two, second and three. But on the outside, 25, 30 yards away from the play, one of the wideouts told the other wideout to move over a few feet to be in the right spot, and so he did. But in the process of doing it, it was moving when the ball was snapped and they got a false start, start. and now it's first and 15.
1: Now, exactly. That series, I I mean, that that whole series to me, ultimately defined the game because of the false start issues.
0: Yeah.
1: Kirk Ferentz was able to take except the um the chop block penalty. That's a fourth yeah. down. Uh yeah. I think under under a lot of other situations maybe coaches are just like declining that making them punt. Well Kirk Ferentz says, No, I'm gonna turn you it's gonna be third and twenty five.
0: Yeah. And
1: your propensity is to make them third and thirty. And you just yeah. you mentioned you mentioned Jordan Stout, the margin of error, you know, for Penn State at that point was zero. And then that's, yeah, so at that point, Jordan stopped punting from the end zone, hits a 38-yarder, not his best punt of the game. The next play, you know, the week before, how many times did James Franklin say play action during that week? I mean, on Tuesday, mm-hmm. his, you know, his news conference on Tuesday, and he said, mm-hmm. we've got to be ready for play action, play action, play action. And it yep, was the first know. down play. I mean that yep. their window was so it was so slim at that point where they were and it was just, you know, that sequence of kinda like four plays in a row, um you're when you're clinging, uh, they they you know, all yeah. three all three phases right there within like forty five seconds.
0: Um yep.
1: turn the game around.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt uh about that. And you know and the funny thing is, and I mean it's not like Taekwond never works with the first offensive line. Yeah, you know, he not not tons, but he does. He works with the first team wideouts. He worked with noise. Uh but again, he had acreage in front of him. I mean, one of the few times he had good field position was the third quarter. And they got a field goal out of it, where he actually had, you know, was able to maybe comfortably operate in what he could do. It's one of the few times that he had that kind of field position to work with.
1: I think sometimes the expectation coaches absolutely have it, and fans absolutely have it. But they have to know. I think coaches have it on the back of their mind. Next man up. Yeah, it it works. I think it works in a lot of situations. But when you're, you're you're dropping a quarter, you know, he was pushed out of an airplane basically, right there with a with a parachute, and said, "All right, go to it." And, you know, as much I think it hurt very much for Penn State to lose PJ Mustipher. On defense, yes, no I mean, question. That's a huge, huge, huge loss. Um, no
0: question.
1: But the guys behind, you know, Devon Ellie's and Tilly, and then he got hurt, you know, and then because Iizer, they were able to compensate better on defense. Um, yeah. Just I think just the nature of you know nature of the position, losing a nose tackle as opposed to putting a quarterback who has you know played a handful of snaps and thrown about ten passes in his career to drop him on the twenty yard line at Kinnick stadium in that situation. Um, next man up, like I said, next man up is, is, um, it's, it's a viable statement, but, but man, it's just in reality. It's so, it's so amazingly difficult. And, and he, you know, what he had to, what he had, you know, what he had to dodge and duck and go through there, um, we, you know, without having a real functioning run game to, to kind of help him out, I think, you know, could the coaches have done done right by him by maybe just seeing him struggle, using more of the clock, this kind of stuff? That I, I ask these questions. I'm not, yeah. you know, I I don't know the answers to them because you know their game plan in in trying to stick with taekwon and stick with and stick with Taequann in an offense that he knows as well as yeah. you're trying to keep being that aggressive point. Could they have made other decisions? I do Yeah, that's a hindsight issue. But uh, you know, looking at in, in that in that moment, those are just all yeah. kinds of complicated things factoring in.
0: Yeah, here. Yeah, here's a, here's one that's a tough one because during a commercial break, Jack Ham and I debated this a bit. It was right mm-hmm. after Penn State uh, got the field goal in the third quarter, and they had a nice rhythm and they moved and they did some tempo on that. Right? Yeah. And
1: it worked. And I j- mean they got when right. he got a little yeah, got a little uh head start,
0: he he was moving the ball a little bit. And so Jack looked over at me and he says he said he said, do You think he said maybe they ought to milk the clock more. And I said I said, technically, I said, I get exactly what you're saying. And then I pointed to the Iowa sideline, and I said, and if you were them, what would you expect Penn State to do? And he said, yeah. I'd expect them to milk the clock. Yeah. He said I wouldn't I wouldn't have expected tempo and you could tell Iowa didn't expect tempo and they pens they got a field goal out of it. So I mean right, it's like right. it, there's that there's that there's that catch twenty two there and then that that was a point where it worked. I mean but now I understand the point of like okay the backups in the game milk the clock the whole thing uh but that's what I was expecting you to do.
1: Yeah. and and you know, milking the clock, milk, not milking the clock. They still weren't gaining the yard, so you're still yeah. in the field position battle. Right. So maybe maybe I, that's the thing. You're trying to dig yourself out of that field position thing where every drive that he's at, you know, like I said, you know, 16 yard line is yeah. average. That maybe if you run that tempo like you did with that field goal possession, you can maybe flip that field just once. Yeah, and that you know maybe that's the difference that gives your defense a better chance to hold, and that Iowa doesn't get the ball at the fifty and the forty-four in the fourth quarter and able is able to turn it into ten points.
0: The way at the end of the game, the last call of the game, I made is that Iowa gets the win they needed, right? Because and the reason I said that was this: there is no other game after this except for the Big Ten championship game. Where they could have made up for a loss to Penn State. I mean, there's nothing there that's like mm-hmm. a, like one of those like, oh, whoa, hey, it puts them right back in the race. Conversely, Penn State has that on its schedule. Is that how you look at it? That they've yeah, got they, I mean, I mean, Yeah, I even wrote that
1: last week that I said this is a this is a. This is a high, high impact game, a high like priority game that doesn't necessarily have the stakes we really necessarily want to attach to it because of where Penn State is in its schedule, playing a crossover, and then having Ohio State and, and now Michigan and Michigan State right. still there. I, I, you know, nothing really happened aside from the injury to Sean Clifford and the injuries really. Um, Nothing necessarily that happened. The result of that game, I don't think, makes much. Of it you know, it doesn't factor into Penn State's um, what what remains for the rest of the season. You know, their mission statement for the rest of the season. It's the injuries coming out of it that are absolutely the right. primary. You know, the primary thing. You know, had they lost, you know, even you know, had Sean been able to play the full game and they lose twenty six twenty three, I don't think it would have made. Necessarily much difference. Even if you're, if you're looking at the college football mm-hmm. playoff um, committee, who takes things like that into consideration. Now yeah. they won't; their rankings won't come out until after, um, Penn State visits Ohio State. So that right. result is still hanging out there. But I think that certainly, if there was if there was a committee, you know, ranking meeting this weekend, and they were putting out um, your rankings Tuesday, I think that definitely would would be. Uh, most certainly into their uh their debate and saying well penn state lost a starting quarterback they've mentioned that before so yeah right. absolutely penn state you know penn state at 11 and 1 potentially having a rematch with iowa right oh yeah
0: yeah and wouldn't that be That's, intriguing yeah. mm-hmm. wouldn't that be intriguing with half the stadium with half the stadium having penn state fans in there that yeah. would be very intriguing mm-hmm. uh I know you want to go into a bye week with a win, which I brought up. Obviously, I brought up the James, and he said I'd like to go into a bye week with a win. But what do you think about the timing of the bye week for Penn State?
1: Oh well, it's even more important. <laughs> you know, it's even more important now with the injuries. Yeah, um, not knowing. You know, obviously, just not knowing the extent of them. I, you know, a bye week, I think coaches probably would like the idea, they they really like that split, so you get six and six, so you play six, you know six, you're not going, you're not playing nine weeks, you're not playing seven weeks, you're not playing three or five weeks, and then, right. you know, having the unbalance. But after this result, and knowing that you, uh, you know, if you're able to get some guys back um, for Illinois, and then, if not, if you're able to just ride um, the elements that you have through that game, yep. I mean, what ninety-three yards of offense getting shut yeah. out by Wisconsin, right? Not saying that that's you know, you know, every game, every game matters, and you can't push anybody over. But if you nope. look like you can strip down, you know, strip down your uh, your offense for parts, and know that uh, these are the things you can do to beat a team like that. Yeah, that uh, this is perfectly placed for Penn State, the bye week.
0: Always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate you. You know that.
1: Absolutely. Appreciate you too, Steve. See you in a couple you weeks. Mark.
0: Yeah. yeah. See you in a couple of weeks, my friend.